0: Song again. Welcome back to the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast, fans. It's been a while again since we've been with you. We've got big things popping, little things dropping. Uh, we got me and Celis are the only two on the show today, so we're going to have ourselves a convo. Celis, how's your day?
1: Uh, days going good. Glad to be back, man. It seemed like the wife has been just, you know, taking me away from all, you know, venues of the podcast, but I've still been tweeting out and just want to give a special shout out to the Oregon Community College today and unfortunate, you know, shooting. This like uh Virginia Tech when we was back in school and college Aaron and uh even going back to middle school. If you go back to Columbine High School, that was probably the first big impact when we was in school about school shootings. So both of us being educators, it's just very unfortunate that this is still going on and just a scary <clears> sight to see, you know, people are going through emotional crisis where this is happening.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I just saw that on I think on Facebook news, ironically enough, before we started recording. So yeah, definitely, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to all the people is it what's the college called do you know i know it's a community college
1: uh, I, I don't know off the top Um uh, i just know it's like 140 miles off of uh portland i believe okay um, so it's not too too close if you think about that i mean 140 miles can be right here from the dc area to like Little north carolina yeah um if you think about it but it's still just unfortunate i'm trying to look at it now as we speak but i do not know the name hmm. off the head
0: well yeah definitely thoughts and prayers to those guys no doubt um we're going to we're gonna talk about a bunch of different stuff today since it's been a while since we've been with you guys and hopefully we'll start to get a few more episodes. I've been, you know, besides being married like Celis, I've been crazy busy. I was just accepted into a doctoral program for t- to get my doctorate in, I guess it would have been probably about a week ago now I got the news. So yeah, I've been just trying to, you know, do paperwork on that and it's just been crazy. So, you know, Unfortunately we don't make money recording this podcast yet. No. Yet. We'd like to at some point advertisers, but um as we build it up, hopefully that'll become a thing. But you know, because this isn't our primary livelihood, sometimes it takes the back burner, unfortunately. But we're back and there's a lot of wrestling coming up, you know, pay per view wise with the WWE network. But first let's go ahead and just touch on RAW this week and the current state of things. Now Marcellus, you had a lot of frustration this week that you wanted to let out on the podcast. So I'm going to turn it over to you to kind of get us going here.
1: I did. I, I had three big gripes, uh, and I tweeted about it a little bit. And actually, for the past two weeks on Raw, I have completely turned off Raw and went straight to Monday Night Football for the past two weeks. And I think that's the first time I've done that in a long while. I
0: didn't even um, watch Raw until last until yesterday. We're recording this Thursday. I watched Raw yeah. yesterday on DVR because – my wife's from Wisconsin, she's a Packers fan, and like there wasn't any way that Raw was gonna be better than that game, even though it turned out to be kind of a blowout. You know Aaron Rodgers is better than Raw at this time, just saying yeah
1: exactly exactly and and one of the things that kind of killed me was, okay, when the show opened up and they had the Cena Open Challenge again, which is great because I think the Cena Open Challenge has really done his great job mm-hmm. as bringing some credentials to the u s title, which I love. However, it went from that match to Xavier Woods, which I was very happy. He got spotlighted to open Raw. I think that was a great move. But then it got changed to a six-man tag. And then right after that, you had another six-man tag. So it's been like so many six-man tags in WWE. I think they're overusing the concept. And if we went back to Stone Cold's podcast when he had Edge and Christian, he really highlighted that saying, like, you missed a time when you had bona fide two-tag-man teams that knew how to tag... And using terms like keeping guys in the corner and, and using special moves that it, it just doesn't have that same feeling anymore. So I was really upset um, about there's so many being six-man tags within the last couple of weeks. How do you, how do you feel about the six-man uh, tags?
0: I've been down on it for a while, man, because it's like, let's take this storyline and this storyline and put the faces and the heels against each other just to kind of... like I remember a time in wrestling where like if two guys were feuding and it was like a halfway decent feud... You didn't allow them to touch each other a whole lot on TV for free. That's why you pay for the pay-per-view. But that model is a little bit different these days. So, no, I think it's totally played out. I think, you know, looking at something that I thought they pulled off very well, on the other hand, you don't always have to have, like, these guys in these tag matches. Like, that promo that they did throughout the night and then culminating in the ring with... Mm Corporate Kane turning into Demon Kane versus yeah. Seth Rollins, like I thought that was incredibly well done, and I, I I'm, I'm marked out a little bit for you know Kane emerging from the ambulance with this demon outfit on, and then he like stomps his foot on the ground to realign his ankle, and it's just like, oh man, it's on now.
1: Yep.
0: And yep. um, I I have my gripes with that feud as well, but that would be an example of where it doesn't always have to be match 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 match, especially on a three hour show
1: absolutely and that's kind of like a classic booking moment where you see other things outside of wrestling build up to the story which brings great wwe video programming which allows that to help add to the match itself and you know that's what we miss and love from the attitude area that we don't get that storytelling to help bring into the ring because that's what we're here for the art of storytelling through wrestling
0: yeah no doubt man i they're definitely kind of in a lull right now and I guess this always does kind of happen in the fall somewhat, you know, because we kind of try to get to Survivor Series and to some extent TLC and then you're on the road to WrestleMania and we were talking before we recorded and I guess what I sense among the two of us and chatting with our other co-hosts, there seems to be kind of a common thought that they're not really getting anybody excited for anything now which doesn't feel like good news heading into what will what they're trying to make as the biggest attended WrestleMania of all time, not only that, the tickets have to be going on sale within the next 30 to 45 days.
1: Yes, and it's normally that first of November.
0: Yeah, I guess it. it the, my biggest gripe with it, to be honest with you, is the Seth Rollins kind of character. Not that he's doing anything wrong, but... It doesn't feel like, and outside of John Cena to an extent when they faced off at SummerSlam, but it doesn't feel like anybody's threatening to take that title from him, and he's just in all these little placeholder feuds. Yep. Which doesn't really get him over as a heel at all if they're trying to build him up to WrestleMania at this point. I still think they're going to take the title off of him before Mania, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, Where do you think they're headed with him? Because clearly Kane's not going to take the title off of him, correct?
1: to me i just don't think kane if you say the wwe title is supposed to be the person that's supposed to be your main event person the the, your ticket seller i just don't see kane as that person anymore and and much respect i'm gonna go much respect to glenn jacobsy i'm I'm gonna put kane's real name out there just for him as a character for so many years and he had a rough start to his career for those that follow his his career remember he was a dentist or something dr isaac yankum yep uh, and and then now he transfers the cane got repackaged you know and he's had that gimmick for a solid 20 going on 25 years if you want to uh, estimate around his years and he still knows how to develop his character remember he had the 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 machine that the talk because remember he couldn't speak so he had that that machine to talk at one time then when kane could finally could talk then he went from unmasked to masked. he was a money in the bank champion like he's building up a hall of fame career but at this point in the career i don't think kane is the one to say hey he's our top person in the company yes give him respect for doing it for so long but i don't think he's the right person
0: well not only that like if if you were gonna have him be the guy that transitions the title maybe in one night get it off rollins and get it on sheamus for money in the bank like even then, like I don't think the fans are so emotionally connected to Kane as a babyface character that that would be an effective way to take the title off. It'd be more effective to have Sheamus take it directly off of Seth Rollins.
1: Exactly. And
0: was Sheamus, yeah, exactly. is Sheamus even on Raw this week?
1: Um, no, he wasn't. That, that, that's a good segue uh, to my next thing that I had a problem with. You had three major people slash groups that was on Raw. No Sheamus, no Cesaro... And my biggest gripe yes. was the Divas Revolution. Why was it no Sasha Banks or Team Bad at all in this? And that was another six-man tag issue in this this Divas Revolution at all. Now, kudos to bringing Natalia back. And I, and, I, and I like to see Natalia back on more TV. Maybe her and Paige can get something going mm-hmm. as they try to build up their careers or bring Natalia back. Because I know Natalia probably had to stay home with Tyson a little bit as he recovered from that very serious injury that he had once again. And unfortunately that he's hurt again. But – if you have Sasha Banks, which is probably your best worker in women's wrestling and in WWE, why is she not on TV? Why is Team Bad not on TV, t- TV? I remember we was talking about, should Naomi deserve a Divas title shot that she never got? Why isn't she on TV? Tamina, who is probably one of your biggest and toughest wrestling competitors since Karma that can hold the big girl front in WWE, and I don't mean that literally, I mean that in a, a, a figuratively way where she can be dominated, why are these girls being held off TV? My, it, it, and, and, and I'm not bringing up any race cards or anything like that. To me, I, it, it doesn't need to go to that point. It's just purely based on talent, why are these girls aren't on TV. That's my biggest question. Well,
0: my, I guess the only reason I can think of is that they've got Sasha Banks main eventing NXT uh, right. takeover next week, and maybe they just didn't want to go the Kevin Owens route where you've got her doing so many big angle things at the same time. Because I I agree, I do miss my Sasha Banks on TV, but I kind of wonder if they're holding her back and letting the Bellas and Paige and Charlotte and everybody kind of fizzle that all out. And then Mm -hmm. you bring in Sasha after that and say, like, now it's my time. Because I I do want to see Sasha Banks in that title match at WrestleMania. And I think the fans want that. And I'm hoping the company realizes that because I don't know, maybe it's just me, but is Charlotte reading very stale as a character to you, like, not in terms of being overexposed, but just like something's not clicking for me with her. I think she's trying to be too much of a nice guy, and I was a bigger fan of her in n x t when she was kind of the Brock Lesnar type, just dominating and overpowering people that's the that's right. if if you don't have very many women that are that built and that jacked and that athletic, like I guess maybe play that up a little more. She just right. seems like she's always playing this, like, victim thing with Paige and stuff, and, like, I don't know, I just don't get it. Like, if you're that big, just beat her up.
1: Well, let me have one statement for you, then I'm going to feed back off to a question to see if this maybe answer it. Now, here's my statement. A lot of, I guess, second-generation or third-generation wrestlers mm-hmm. have to get out their parents' shadow, and I think the gimmick that is the worst to give them is to be a staple of what their parents were. Yeah. And if you, you're trying to make Charlotte to be a staple of what Ric Flair was, and I think that's not the gimmick that she needs to have. And you even mentioned it. If you're that big and that jack, make her that abusive type that beats down everybody that she sees in the ring because she's that physically stature type of person. Yeah. I mean, if you think about Randy Orton, Randy Orton got that special gimmick outside of Bob Orton. He wasn't Bob's kid. He was like, Randy Orton was his own person. Even Cody and and... And uh, Dustin had to get out their dad's shadow, may he rest in peace again, um, to be their own characters. And they're just not, you know, Dusty's boys. You know, they have to have their own gimmick. But here's my question to you, though. Is Charlotte rumored or have you heard anything about her being on Total Divas? Because maybe this is a transition. They want to open up Total Divas for season five, I believe, coming up. Yeah, no,
0: I I definitely think you're going to see her on there. I know that they added Amanda from Tough Enough, which just (sighs) kill me now. But... um. (laughs) No, yeah, I, I would definitely, just having the Divas title on here, I would definitely expect there to be a sharp, I mean, I would say just add all three of the new Divas, I maybe yeah. that would kind of help Becky Lynch because she's kind of just so vanilla right now, there's nothing yeah. really exciting going on there. So maybe, yeah, I I would expect to see them, but no, I haven't heard any rumors about who's been added outside of Amanda's on, and I know that um, Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity, has been removed from the show a second time.
1: A time, and I don't understand
0: that. Yeah, I don't understand that either, because I do enjoy her on the show. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: It's weird, like, you have all these characters that are regularly on the wrestling product... And then you have like people like Natalia who she's back on the on air products again, but she wasn't for the longest time, and she's like right. a big deal on that show. It's just strange. I don't really understand it. I would like to see Lana on that show that <laughs> would be amazing um can't wait till she comes back, but no i I would expect to see them on there and and maybe you're right, maybe that is um has something to do with it with total divas. The ratings definitely went up.
1: Yeah, for the finale season, uh, this finale. week,
0: they cracked like I think it was like almost one point three, one point four million. Right. So yes, they did. one point three, I, and I like that show. It's something my wife likes to watch, and it's a way to get her into wrestling stuff. You know, she likes, she's very into like the Bellas and stuff. Like, she's super excited to see them when we go to Mania again. And right, it's a good, it's a good little show for what it is. It's, you can definitely tell the parts that are fake, um, no right. doubt. Right. But um, so yeah, man, I, I guess. My biggest gripe, kind of going along with what you've been talking about, is I kind of – I'm going to compare it to football since we already did that. Yep. Tonight, Thursday, as we record this, tonight, Thursday Night Football, we have the Baltimore Ravens against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. And on paper, these are two teams that are not terribly great right now, especially Baltimore. They're completely defeated. They're
1: 0-3.
0: I'm excited for this game anyways, and I'll tell you why. I'm excited because I want to see if Baltimore can respond. Because if they go 0 and 4, by all, by all you know, any measure you can think of, their season's over. They are not going to make the playoffs in the AFC North, going 0 and 4 to start the year. Just not going to happen. Agreed. And so I want to see if they can pull it out or not. And because that will tell me a little bit more. Like, what do I know for sure? about the Baltimore Ravens. Furthermore, I want to see how Le'Veon Bell performs tonight because you have the backup quarterback, Michael Vick, who hasn't played well consistently Uh for the past couple years. Uh And so you figure they're going to go with the run game a lot tonight. So I want to see, well, what do we know about Le'Veon Bell? What do we know about Pittsburgh's front line and their run game? What do we know about that young defense that's replaced a lot of veteran guys that have retired or been traded or whatever? I like to watch football, which only has one game per team a week, to find out more what do I know about this year's teams moving forward into the playoffs. And I I say that because I'm watching Raw lately. I'm watching SmackDown, watching the pay-per-views. And I don't know how much more I know about where we're headed in terms of storyline and, more importantly, where we're headed in terms of WrestleMania. Because yep. you've got Seth Rollins doing all of these little wonky placeholder feuds, which doesn't really tell me what they're doing with him. You've had Roman Reigns feuding with the Wyatts for, like, what seems to be four months now almost. I don't uh, really yep. know where they're headed with them. I, I really enjoyed the way that they ended Raw with that brawl, and now they're going to be in the cell, Bray and, Bray versus Roman in the cell one-on-one. But, like, outside of that, I don't really know where they're going with Roman. Because, like, once, once Bray and Roman's thing ends, like... Does it really matter? I mean, probably.
1: Right. I agree with you. Told me
0: they're probably going to put Roman over, and you know maybe that is the right thing to do, considering what I've predicted they have in line for him at WrestleMania. But where does that put Bray Wyatt? Where does that put Roman Reigns outside of getting another big win on a pay per view? It's just a lot of stuff like that, and I'm almost uh-huh. more interested in this point in the Diva stuff because they are doing big things. They put the title on someone completely new. Or the tags were like, I'm really interested in the Dudleys. I'm really uh-huh. interested in New Day. I'm kind of interested to see where they go with the Los Matadores characters that they've started to turn a little bit. Uh-huh. Primetime players could maybe make some noise again. And then you got to think the Usos are coming back soon. So that's all exciting. But I don't really know where we're at with a lot of these guys, specifically in the main event scene. I don't even know who John Cena's feud is right now. I was like, is he feuding with the New Day? Is that a thing? Uh-huh
1: that's i don't know because it seemed like that just came new on Monday night raw but it could potentially be something but where does it go
0: and that's and, and that makes me scared for what D-Wayne's next cena monster file segment on the podcast is going to be cuz i don't want him to squash the new day like he doesn't need to do it and they're the most entertaining thing on raw You know, maybe somewhere up there with Seth Rollins, you could kind of put them in the same echelon. I just love the New Day right now. Don't squash them. Don't kill their momentum. Don't kill their heat. So something big has to happen soon. And whether that's a world title change or a big angle happening, which I kind of have my prediction of what I think that's going to be in October. But that's where I'm at with it. I want there to be something big. And I'm going to continue to tune out of Thursday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw for football. Cause I'm more uh-huh. interested in that. Uh-huh. I don't know. And if it was me, I'm just going to kind of move forward with what I think they're going to do to make some noise here soon. Dwayne and I were emailing back and forth today. He's one of our co-hosts on the podcast for our new listeners. And he was saying, yo, I heard about rock triple H, maybe being penciled in for mania. What do you think about that? And I said, well, it could work. Cause they've had the, you know, the last two years they've done a few segments together, but, um, Triple H definitely needs to get a little more heelish than he currently is. He's almost kind of acting like a baby face, kind of being antagonistic yeah. to Seth Rollins. So they're going to definitely need to work on that. But I said, you know, I don't think that's your main event. I don't think Triple H needs to be in the main event, nor do I think people are going to pay, you know, get 100,000 butts in seats to see that. No. However, they're recording another Austin podcast soon Yep. in Dallas, Texas, which is the home of WrestleMania next year. Mm-hmm. with the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar, a match that had been rumored when Paul Heyman was on the podcast. And yeah, I know I've heard Austin over and over say, you know, get your reporting straight. I'm not working. I'm retired. But like, you know, he's old school. He talks about about the uh, days of kayfabe quite a bit on his podcast. Yeah. You don't think he's working people a little bit? I don't know. I don't think that's an accident that you put him and Brock on the podcast in Dallas. I'm just saying.
1: You know what? That might be the definition of a kayfabe interview right there. That you don't know what's real, and what's kayfabe. If everything can go the way I want it to go, and the way Austin can let it go, that might be one of the best Stone Cold podcasts you know ever that he's ever done, depending on how it's ran.
0: And and I think that he's good enough to run it that way. And I. I would just – I'm going to probably stay up and watch that live because I'm I'm really – you don't hear Brock Lesnar do a lot of um, candid interviews regardless of how much of it's going to be a work shoot or whatever. But you can't tell me they're not going to bring up what Paul Heyman said. You can't tell me they're not going to bring up when Austin took his ball and went home back in 2002 Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. he was told he was going to job clean the Lesnar on Raw with no buildup. You can't tell me that's not going to get brought up and you can't – I guess what, what what I'm afraid of is that if they do that podcast and there's not an angle there, and granted that might be our own fault to some extent for expecting things, but Paul Heyman and Steve Austin did kind of promote that when they did their podcast in the spring or the summer, whenever it was. But if they if they don't have a big angle come out of that or out of the Cell pay per view, I'm not really sure how they're going to go about getting a hundred thousand people in Dallas Stadium.
1: Let me ask you this, Aaron with this stone cold podcast with Brock Lesnar. Does Brock Lesnar do a solo or does Paul Heyman be by his side?
0: You know, I think if Paul Heyman's there you're going to know it's it's going to be a, wor- a work a little bit. Work- and um if not, but you, to be honest with you ma'am, I wouldn't have Paul Heyman there and I would have them talk about you. the match or about walking out and I would have them do a work shoot so it comes off more real cuz if Paul Heyman's there you know it's you know it's like raw. Right. He's the advocate. Right. Um and I don't think that's how you're going to put people in seats if that's really what they're going to go with. And like, I don't know. I'm just, I really hope that that's the match because it's a match that I do want to see. It's a match that would draw and it's a match that would be exciting. And like, that's a match where like, you know, yeah, Brock's going to be around for the next couple of years and maybe he should get the win. But I I would really be interested in who's going to win that match because I, I don't know if Austin comes back to job.
1: You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Austin comes back to job because I think Austin will prove that even if you lose, you can still put somebody over while looking good at the same time. I suppose that's, and that, will, yeah. and that will prove you know how that's how the business should be done. Yeah, you know, I would like to see Austin do a good job if he can, if he's healthy enough to bring him. That that's the main event. I would be pumped to see that.
0: Well, for sure, that would blow the roof off the place and like. I just remember being in New Orleans with you guys for Mania Thirty, and like the whole weekend, everyone's so excited to see Daniel Bryan wrestle and get the title, and you know all that. Like it's fun to be around that air of excitement, especially with that many people. And you know the other reason I think that they're that they are going to go that route was didn't it feel like that whole Brock Lesnar tour deal where he's going to have his rematch against Taker? That just seemed like it was announced all of a sudden, very quickly. They just kinda of threw it out there and they haven't even really promoted it that hard on Raw because they've been more dealing with Brock's match with the big show. It kinda of makes me think like Austin finally gave them the green light. You know, we don't have Ronda Rousey, so here Austin, we'll throw another couple million away or whatever it's gonna be. So like by you know, if that if that match happens, you're looking at Austin Brock in the main event, Triple H on the Rock and any sort of match that they're gonna put together, you know, Ronda Rousey seems like she's out at this point. Mm -hmm. Those are two big-time matches, and you can build around that pretty nicely with whatever the guys from The Shield are going to do, whatever Cena's going to do. You'd like to think that you're going to see Finn Balor on the card, uh, maybe in some sort of NXT-type thing. That already has me pretty sold. And we haven't even talked about what other legends may or may not be coming back, you know, like a Jericho or if Sting's even going to work the show. Because Sting Taker added on to those two big matches we just discussed. Right. Now you're talking. Now you got me interested. So I'm I don't know. Dwayne seemed to think it was definitely a non a non thing. Like it's not gonna happen, but I'm still holding out hope for Austin Lesnar. I really am.
1: Gotcha. And I and I agree with you and I like it, but here's my only gripe about it. Okay. You're promoting a lot of past or part time wrestlers at your big time main event of Mania, your big time wrestling event. However, I think you have to put an up-and-coming star. Maybe that's somebody, like you mentioned, of a Finn Balor. Uh, maybe it could be members of The Shield. But you got to promote somebody up there, you know, to make sure your company is still going to continue and you're not living all past glories. Yeah. Which brings me up to my third bit. If I go back a little bit on Raw, there is no storyline progression of upcoming stars from Raw. And that's why I've been so bored of wrestling for the past month. Because to me, you're showing you have no faith in any up-and-coming star that you're going to say, this is going to be ours. Yeah. Right, let's push them. And not just one. Let's say about three or four because every series of, of wrestling, I guess, uh, eras, attitude mm-hmm. era or even going back, old school era, it was always about four or five wrestlers that if any of those guys were champion, you sold it. Rock, Triple H, Stone Cold. If yep. any of those guys were champion, you got it. Yep. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, you know, Undertaker, Kevin Nash. If any of those were champions, you were sold on it. It's yep. nobody in that generation now. Or you like can it. even
0: look at just 10 years ago. You know, It was Cena... Edge, Orton,
1: um, even Punk a little bit. Punk. Punk a little bit. He got a little uh, upload a, a, little a little bit. We talk about 2005, even though he didn't come onto the scene quite yet. yeah, You saw that they tried to push him in that ECW way.
0: Or then they're going, you know, Triple H and Batista could have been, you know, could round out your yeah. five there, your six or yeah. whatever. Rey Mysterio to a certain extent. But yeah. now it's like Rollins and Lesnar and Cena. And like, you gotta wonder too, like whenever they do have Rollins drop the title, Like Mm -hmm. and he's not involved with the with the authority anymore. Man, that's going to be interesting to see how they handle him post title reign. Right, but um, I agree. I think you know they made steps in the right direction at this year's Mania by putting Rollins in there with Orton, and that was a big time match for what it was, and it definitely evolved down the line for what Rollins got to do that night. And you you know, Rusev was in a big time match with a big time entrance, and Bray Wyatt. You know, he's had a couple big time matches with some big players the last two WrestleManias, but yeah, you got to start. Putting these guys over, letting them shine, and I'll be interested to see what they do with some of those guys, but yeah, those guys definitely need to be a big part of what happens at WrestleMania. Um, well, I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah,
1: yeah. it's, 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 it's optimistic, but it's like, uh, same I'll, old WWE. I'll
0: tell you something, next time we talk WrestleMania, when we got all five of us on the podcast... We mm-hmm. need to start. We need the next thing we need to talk about is WrestleMania plans because we still need to decide what kind of car we're going to rent and for how long. When yep. we're in Arlington, you know, driving to Dallas for ROH and everything, and we need to discuss how much we want to drop on tickets this time around. So, as
1: and well Canada's as still going to be available to to help driving too, right?
0: Part, uh, pardon. Oh my Donovan friend, my friend Donovan. I guess yeah. I gotta kinda see what the schedule looks like. I know he's going to Ring of Honor, but I don't think he's going to NXT with us. This is my friend oh. Donovan for the listeners. He lives near Dallas and he's gonna join us for some of the festivities. He's a big Florida State guy, as you know, and he's a Buccaneers fan, so he was just at the game this week in Houston.
1: Oh wow. Yeah,
0: okay. he he was put a picture up from the game. So I think the Bucks ended up losing that game, unfortunately for yeah. him. But yeah. um do you wanna talk about the Madison Square Garden show?
1: Very, very briefly, because I'm not happy with this card at all, honestly. I mean, I might not
0: even watch it. Ba- if, if the formula is based on how they did the show in Japan, you can't expect too many big things of consequence to happen.
1: Yeah, um, like, remember, it, it's a house show,
0: technically. It's, it's, a, a, it's a televised house show. show. You've got Lesnar's show. I mean, we can only assume that Lesnar's going to just do nothing but shine here as much as they tried to build a big show on TV. It's kind of dumb. Right. I'd rather see this would be, an, again, another nice spot for him to work against somebody up and coming and give right. a guy a rub a little bit. Not that they need to put him over, but you got Rollins and Cena in a steel cage for the U.S. Championship. We can only assume how that's going to go. Maybe Kane gets involved, but you know how like, that's going to end. So oh, goodness. Right. So I got a pop-up thing that's playing that's on good. the card.
1: It's Let's settle this. Pop-ups. No! Fans, it's okay. We're, we have computers, just like everybody else, and no. we'll pop ups come up in. So you know, hey, we apologize about it, but hey, this is this is live stuff that we're recording, so it's all part. <laughs> I'm of not I even gonna edit that, that out
0: because I, I think it's funny. I'm just gonna go with it. I'm gonna pull up the card on a different website. Thanks a lot, Bleacher Report.
1: <laughs> I'm at thegarden.com. Shout out to the, the Yeah. I to, uh,
0: I'm on WWE.com. Um, just you want, You're looking at the card right now.
1: Yeah, I am looking at the card right now. I do have it up.
0: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No more pop ups oh, for me. What so, else so you looking we, at?
1: We mentioned, <laughs> oh poor Aaron. We mentioned Brock Lesnar big show, which probably will main event. Would you Would you agree with that it's going to main event the show?
0: I don't think I, so. I don't. I think they're going to put so? it in the middle of the show, like Japan. I think you put Cena and Rollins in the cage last.
1: Gotcha. Send the okay. fans home happy.
0: That's how house shows work.
1: But this is this is where my problems come in. We have the next three matches I'm going to mention. We have seen time in, time out, time in, time out, so many times. I'm just tired of seeing it. For example, Randy Orton, Sheamus, seen it too many times. Dog Ziggler, Rusev, seen it too many times. But here's this matchup. I want to say we've seen it too many times, but we haven't seen it in, I guess, in a beneficial way with the New Day and the Dudley Boys. I'm excited for that match. I'm excited for this match, but here's my one little gripe with it. Yes, it's at Madison Square Garden, but I think if you do a house show quote-unquote match, even if it's at Madison Square Garden, this type of match should be saved for a big-time pay-per-view like Hell in a Cell that can open the show. I think you probably get more benefit out of it on a Sunday night instead of a Saturday. I just don't hope they don't waste a great match where people don't see it.
0: No, I agree. I kind of wonder if they just didn't want to stretch this out that long because they've really done almost all they can do on TV to build to a match, so maybe that's why they're going with it. But you can definitely put a gimmick at the Cell pay-per-view, or yeah. you can add another team, such as Enzo and Cass. Not that they're yeah. ready for the title, but...
1: That would be a great hometown for them.
0: It would be. It would be. So I'm excited for this match. I'm excited for the Dudleys to be back in New York. I think it's cool. And, you know, I was thinking about it watching Raw. You know, Bully Ray was on TNA oh, just a few, yes. a few short months ago. And now yes. he's working in a six-man tag on Raw with John Cena on, you know... Big cable network, like he's got to feel pretty good about his station in life right now compared oh, to what it was. I would
1: was. agree. I would agree. He was great. Shout outs to him as Bully Ray. I thought he was a great talker, a great wrestler, and a great world champion yeah. in TNA. I I give him credit for that. I did not see that coming out of that character, but he sold me to death on it. Sure. And um, and that, what I think is going to be the match that's going to be the most interesting that may open the show is Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. This is where I wish they would take full advantage of Chris Jericho, you know, coming on Raw maybe to help promote this match before Saturday. That way you might get more interest in people because all we've seen Kevin Owens do, done has been with Ryback, you know, and that little feud. I think if Chris Jericho would have came out and say, hey, Kevin, Kevin uh, Owens, if you really want to show me what you got, you better bring it on Saturday at Madison Square Garden because I've done this before. You haven't been here before. You need to show me what you got. Just a little edge to keep people interested in it. And then at the same time, I'm assuming Chris Jericho's going to be a face. Didn't he leave the last pay-per-view kind of a, a heelish type way?
0: They you did, know? and I don't think if they're they- going to advance that much unless Jericho does a promo about Ambrose or whatever because um, it's this is the Cena tour, and I think the Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose tour for house shows, those people aren't even going to be involved. Right. So, yeah, I. it's kind of weird. But, yeah, I'm excited to see the match, too. I think it'll be fun for what it is. Um,
1: and that starts at 730 on uh, the WWE Network on Saturday.
0: There any, yeah, is uh, there any divas on the card?
1: Nope. No divas on the card from the card I have. Now, it says also see your favorite wrestlers, including Team Bella, Mark Henry, Stardust, Kanan. Many more, but always cars subject to change. he might have something tweaked there or added in there at the last minute, but I'm not sure.
0: Did, don't you think this would have been a nice opportunity to get that Nikki Bella title rematch out of the way?
1: Yes, absolutely. But make it feel absolutely. kind of
0: big because it wouldn't be on Raw? Because I don't want to wait till the cell pay-per-view for that because I'm more interested in what Charlotte's going to be doing with Paige and with Becky Lynch and hopefully Sasha Banks at some point. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'll watch it live or not. Saturdays can be tough with college football. We might be going out of town shopping, uh, getting mm-hmm. ready for our New York trip next month. But uh, I'll definitely watch it at some point so we can definitely you know touch back with our review. Coming up also on the network, uh, next week on Wednesday, I believe, October 7th, if I'm not mistaken, we have WWE's uh, NXT TakeOver Respect. Yep. The, yep. Uh, they really got to do a better job at coming up with subtitles for these takeovers. <laughs> that one sucks. So here this this is the card I'm looking at on a non pop-up website. We have um Oscar, the newly debuted Oscar taking on Dana Brooke in her in-ring debut for NXT, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. I I love her hair. I don't know anything about Kana and how she worked in the ring. I've heard yeah. good things. I'm excited to finally see her. Um we've got Apollo Cruz and Tyler Breeze. I think you all we all probably all know how that's going to end up
1: which is unfortunate, which is very unfortunate for Tyler Breeze, because I think he was on the peak of coming to that main roster, but to me, I see him going down, down, and down, and well, it's unfortunate for his character.
0: I've read rumors that Triple H wants to get him on the main roster soon. Um, I think him and The Miz would be an awesome tag team. Just, oh, my God, just yes, saying. It would be. We have um, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic semifinals and finals. So the semis are Baron Corbin and Rhino taking on uh, Chad Gable, Ready, Willing, and Gable, my favorite guy in NXT, and Jason Jordan. And then you've got the mechanics, which are uh, Dash and Dawson taking on mm-hmm. Balor and Joe. I mm-hmm. mean, it's probably going to be Corbin and Rhino versus Joe and Balor in the finals, correct?
1: Correct. And this is my little twist. I think you'll see Samoa Joe with a heel turn here going yes. against him Balor. Um, they definitely hinted cause I think, at I think, it. Yeah, because I, I think Subtly. you gotta want to you know, go for that title change at NXT. Uh, one of the future pay per views where Samojo and Finn Balor do touch and go face to face. Yeah,
0: and um and that's the thing. Like if you look at this card, like yeah, there's some cool matches. Um, I'm excited to see pretty much everything that they've announced. Um, but then um, besides the main event, which we'll get to in a second, there's not a little, not a lot of pop and sizzle going on. Not so at that all. would be a nice thing for people to walk away talking about. Very similarly to last December, when you had Kevin Owens make his debut and then come out and turn heel. And what I think was the best NXT type of debut they've done so far. And yep. just everybody was talking about that after like that was a big deal. And so, yeah, I think you see Joe turn on Balor here. And I think that's a nice title feud moving into uh, what I can assume the next takeover will be is the one that they've announced in London in December. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be live. I think it's on like a Wednesday also. What's weird about it is they're going to air it. It's going to air in like the afternoon here in the States while we're all working. Gonna suck. Yeah, which kind, but like you know, I get it. It's nice that they can put it on live, and then we'll just watch it on on demand after that. But right. it'd be a nice uh, nice day to take off work. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I won't. Are you already putting in that sick car, too? No,
0: <coughs> no, no, nah, man, no. Nah. I'm I'm using all my time off for WrestleMania this year, unfortunately. Gotcha. Um, but then you have the main event. The uh, 30-minute Iron Woman match between Bayley and Sasha Banks, which I think is going to be tremendous. I still maintain, by the way, it's still fairly, you know, there's a lot of time left in 2015, but that was my match of the year between those two Mm -hmm. at Brooklyn. Not even close. There's some good stuff from New Japan. Granted, I don't catch every single thing New Japan does. I find what people tell me is very good online. And until New Japan, on their online service, gets English commentary, I will not pay a dime. I'll pay for Wrestle Kingdom when that's on in January, um, and if you didn't see Wrestle Kingdom fans this year, they're airing it in five parts on their Friday Axis TV uh, TV show that they do, where they air a lot of old stuff from New Japan. So check that out. I think the first the first part of Wrestle Kingdom Nine airs next Friday. I I want to say, but um the uh, the Nakamura match was one of my matches of the year this year. So check that out. But um, are you excited for Takeover?
1: I I have my hypes and gripes about it, but I am, just out of respect to the women and women's wrestling with Bailey and Sasha Banks at that main event, I am definitely looking forward to that instant classic. I'm already going to say it's going to be an instant classic, and you're going to see, you know, just great wrestling one-on-one, you know? And hence, this might be a great segue to the new WWE uh, show that they're doing. I can't, the name is... Breaking Ground. Yeah, Breaking Ground on October 27th, which should have been um the true tough enough but i will won't go into that but i I think this is going to be a great segue of show how physically brutal wrestling can be and if you know how to tell the story in the ring you do it through a 30 minute iron man or woman match you know Mm -hmm. any way possible so i'm looking forward to this match very much
0: for sure um so that's the card you know they're only two hour shows when they do nxt takeovers so you know they've got a pretty full slate there um Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I mean, I I think the MSG show will be fun for what it is, too. I don't expect a lot out of it now that we've kind of been conditioned to what these live, blown-out house show events that they air on the network are like. Um, You know, I don't expect a ton of things of consequence to happen, but it'll be what it is. You know, it's nice to have live wrestling that with some big-time matches. And, you know, we have a couple weeks until the Cell pay-per-view, but you know what we're not talking about that airs this weekend? On Sunday, TNA's bound for glory, which used to be a big deal, and we haven't even talked about it. I know that the main event is um, Drew Galloway versus Ethan Carter III. I know that um, Eric Young's taking on Kurt Angle. Besides that, couldn't tell you what's on the card.
1: Well, shout-outs to Drew Galloway, who was really the chosen one anyway, so I'm I'm glad he gets that chance. Um, Yeah.
0: But
1: wow. Like, literally, I didn't even think about that was going on. Like, that totally – I mean, TNA – out of all respect to so many hardworking wrestlers and I'm still a huge fan of, of of Bobby Roode he's still my favorite wrestler on there and even Mr. Anderson is in a a bound for gold gauntlet match I'm just pulling up the card as I, as I look and talk it's just uh, TNA has just dropped the ball so much when they had so much momentum
0: and well, they're going to be
1: and it's unfortunate
0: they're going to be looking for a new home again soon here in the states at least in terms of a television network because it sounds like uh-huh. At the latest, March 2016, they will be off Destination America, and I hope, I really hope that Ring of Honor can still have a home there, because I don't want to have to hunt for Ring of Honor online. I like being able to DVR it and watch it. I'm two weeks behind on Ring of Honor. It's on my DVR. I intend to watch it. I I have my great... I didn't even watch All-Star Extravaganza that they did Uh from San Antonio, because... Yeah, Jay Lethal wrestling twice is always really cool because I love Jay Lethal, but he's kind of the only big thing going there in Ring of Honor right now in what terms of the main event. Because like, on All-Star Extravaganza, I don't remember who he wrestled for which title, but he wrestled um, both the guys from Red Dragon. Uh-huh. I love me some Kyle O'Reilly. I love me some Bobby Fish. Those guys aren't going to be the world champion. Right. Not now. Not when they're still established in the tags and you've got... um. Kyle O'Reilly reuniting with with Adam Cole uh-huh. for Future Shock, that tag team from yesteryear. Like, just you you know, that's, they're just placeholders. And then I know that AJ is the number one contender now. I don't think AJ takes the ROH title. He's more of a New Japan guy right now. Right. Right. So like, obviously they're sure. building up. You keep building up Jay Lethal moving forward into these shows. They're going to be eventually doing with New Japan and then into the um. What's the show called? It's the pay-per-view that's the night before we go to Ring of Honor in Dallas. Um Supercard of Honor. I believe is what mm-hmm. it's called, something like that. Maybe I'm completely mm-hmm. off on that, but I just don't they need to make some main event guys there in in Ring of Honor. I haven't been that thrilled with anything on Ring of Honor besides the stuff with the the decade is just hilarious every week. That's about it.
1: And and we're not even talking about Moose.
0: Yeah, we're not because I don't like what they're doing, with Moose. They're making Moose look weak when they were booking him like a Goldberg type of guy for so long. It's just kind of like pick what pick a direction. But I liked what they were doing with Moose before.
1: Now mm. I'm still looking forward to. it. I mean, I did have a good time with me and Two James went out there in Baltimore to see the uh, Ring of Honor. You even watched it live on. I did. Your, I did on your computer. So I mean, it, I'm definitely looking forward to it. They put out a great show, but you know, once again. If you want to make it out there, build your talent to be top tier talent, you know. And, and truth, Martini, you know, is just a, a testament. Just still going back to that excellent, excellent story he told with Cole Cabana that you just showed that the hard work that they put in in that company. We just want to make sure they get results that they deserve from that company.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I um, yeah, I think that they. I think that they can move in the right direction. Maybe it's just, you know, it's the fall lull. WWE's going through the same thing. But, yeah, they definitely need to get some guys for Jay Lethal to work with in the main event scene. I wouldn't mind seeing Jay Briscoe get back up there, or maybe they need to bring in some new guys, you know. Right. They've got a lot of – I'm not saying they don't have talent there, but, like, make me believe that some of these guys are going to be a threat to the titles that are currently in the House of Truth. And right. furthermore, put the tags on Donovan Dijak and – um. What's the other guy's name in the house of truth? Um Jay uh, uh Jay Diesel? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah,
0: the yeah. put the tags on them. Let them be like evolution and have all the gold. Uh, that
1: would be great. Why not?
0: I don't know. Why not? Try something new.
1: Something to spruce it up. You know, something. Anything to get people talking.
0: Something. I I fully expect Jay to still have both titles when we see them wrestle in Dallas. I mean, maybe he'll have lost some of the titles at the pay-per-view before we go to those tapings in Dallas, but I don't know. I just, I love I Jay Lethal. I
1: book at, at uh, you know, in Dallas, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he lost the title at that point. Just, to, just something to spruce it up with Mania Weekend and Supercard of Honor. I don't know. Yeah.
0: They need to start putting out info on the uh, WrestleMania tickets and the NXT tickets because we purposefully did not get tickets for that Friday pay-per-view for Ring of Honor. Right. Because we assume everything we've read reports so far suggests NXT is going to be running Friday of Mania Weekend like they did this past year yep. in California. Yep. I better announce that soon because if I miss an awesome ROH pay per view and don't go to any wrestling that night because it's sold out, I'm not going to be a happy camper.
1: I'm I will, not either. I will throw I don't, a temper tantrum. I haven't tantrum. had any insider stuff about when tickets will be released, presale, anything. So I'm still on it. Thank God we got all the tickets for traveling as far as hotel. We got yep. our flights. That's great. Everything's paid for so far.
0: Yeah. I um you know when they'll probably announce it is probably at that Raw in Dallas where they're going to have Austin and Shawn Michaels and uh Rick Flair appear and then Austin oh, okay. does the podcast that night in Dallas. I bet you they announce it there.
1: It probably will be. And then you have out.
0: and then you have Raw coming back to Minneapolis in like early to mid December and I hear that's when they might make the official WrestleMania 33 announcement. Uh-huh. Which like you can count me in for that. That's a that's drivable for me in the Midwest. I will be there. My wife has already talked about it with me. And that documentary about wrestling marks that we interviewed for at the Global Force Show, they're talking like they want to debut that, premiere it at um, WrestleCon the weekend, sure, in sure. Mania 33. And so that that's even more incentive for me to go. So, gotcha.
1: I might have to talk to you about that. Mike can make a trip out to Chicago and just ride with you guys. You oh, know, make it happen. You know, yeah, no, we definitely can work it out.
0: That's that's not a problem. Not not a problem. Yeah, we should definitely. That would be easy. Um, besides that, man, I can't think of much else we need to cover today. You got anything I mean, else?
1: We talked about Raw. We talked about the NXT pay-per-view coming up. We talked about the Madison Square Garden. even touched on you know, our future booking. I just hope that whatever they leave for Survivor Series, that it can make sure it keeps a component of that being a top four pay-per-view.
0: Yep. I think they had a step in the right direction with that uh, five on five tag for the authority being gone or whatever, or those guys yeah. being fired. Yep. That was a cool little deal. I rewatched that match. I've watched that match two or three times actually. When Sting debuted, because that was pretty. Mm-hmm. That was pretty neat. Um, yeah, I definitely. I definitely want to see. They need to make a splash. They need to do something big because the ratings have been consistent with how we feel about it. I think right. I've read suggests they've had terrible ratings lately. So. We will keep our finger on the pulse, and we will get back with you guys. I don't know. You want to record after NXT next week, or do you want? Maybe we'll get on here before that. Kind of uh, see. We,
1: we, we can probably it. I know we'll talk fans. I know you want to hear some some good you know wrestling content, so we'll make sure we get some content out for you.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get together when we can. You know, he's got to watch his Niners lose again here soon, so oh he's, he's been God. busy.
1: Uh, tell your wife that, yeah they they about to start turning the tides, and Green Bay is going to be coming to San Francisco
0: now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's on Sunday, isn't it?
1: It's on Sunday, and it's going to be live here in the D.C. area, too. So I'm kind of happy, but not happy at the same yeah.
0: time. Yeah, well, Patriots are on by this week. And then we've got Dallas and then Indy the next two weeks in big primetime spots. So I can't wait to mop the floor with the Colts in their house. Cannot wait. Oh. Cannot oh, wait. Man.
1: It's gonna be a classic though. It always is, regardless. But just the fact that Tom is just saying, you guys want to talk about me and my deflatable balls, yeah, we'll show you how many touchdowns I scored this time. So, you know, that. Please.
0: and the thing about that game, if they can get through Dallas and Indy unscathed, there's not a real big test on our schedule until we play Denver in it's either late November, or early December. It's pretty late in the season. A lot of people are talking sixteen and oh again. I'm hey, not gonna... I i didn't
1: want to jinx it, knock a wood on it. But... Oh, people have already
0: jinxed it, man. It's out yeah. there. I don't think that we're built to go undefeated in terms of our secondary nor the running game, while the running game has been fairly above what I expected so far. But um, there's definitely a lot of interesting teams that were not interesting in the last couple of years. I, I love watching the Oakland Raiders on Sunday ticket lately. Amari Cooper, who's on my fantasy team, is a stud.
1: Oh, man, yes, he is.
0: So, yeah, I guess we'll try and get with you guys sooner than later. Um, with the low on the wrestling, maybe it's not a bad thing that we haven't recorded as much lately because there's just not a ton to talk about sometimes. Nope. But um, we'll get back with you guys and review some of the shows that are coming up. And we'll definitely be previewing the Cell review before too long. And maybe we can do some sort of a feature, maybe some sort of a ranking top five, top ten type of show with a gimmick or something. You know, Let us know what you guys want us to talk about. We'll make it happen.
1: Then basketball season coming up, we still got to do our um, NBA previews, which makes me want to mention D-Rose is hurt again. So would that be afflicted to a wrestler that always gets hurt? That may be one of my favorite wrestlers that was not quite. Comparison? Uh, you have to wait and see, fans. Shh,
0: I don't even want to talk about the Bulls right now. I'm just <laughs> – every time I get ready for NBA season, I start to get excited. My Bulls announced Derrick Rose out for blah, blah, blah. There was a meme – Uh, I think it was actually SportsCenter put up on Facebook. Tim Duncan, 18 years, has not played, like, only 89 games. Derrick Rose missed more than that in the last year and a half. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. And Tim Duncan (laughs) is a dinosaur right now. So, and he's got this, like, high top fade haircut. What do you think about that? Have you seen D. Rose's new hairstyle?
1: I haven't seen it yet, but just thinking about it on his head, I'm not sure if it's what I want to see.
0: He, like... He's such a little guy, he's like trying to be a little bit kid in play, a little bit Iman Shumpert with it. I don't like it.
1: Uh, let me look it up real quick and see if I can get a live reaction to it. Um, it's so Yeah, good. not good.
0: Yeah, it hasn't been a good uh, off season for winter Chicago sports between Derrick Rose and his charges and Patrick Kane and his charges. But they got the Cubs playing in the playoffs. The wild card game is going to be the same night that the uh, – that the Hawks raise the banner and face off against the Rangers in the first game of the season. So I'm excited for Chicago sports. It's going to be a good time.
1: Cub fans, just make sure all foul territories, just raise your fence up a little bit so you can get your... You
0: know, <laughs> well, that time. game's going to be in Pittsburgh, and Arietta is going to light them up, man. It's going to be fun. I'm not even wow. like a hardcore Cubs fan, but just being in Illinois and seeing the pain that Cubs fans have had to go through... So I, I'm years. I'm pulling for the Cubbies No doubt I I pull more for the uh, The Milwaukee Brewers Because my wife's Wisconsin family Likes to go to Miller Park But Obviously they're not In the playoffs So I'm going to root For the Cubbies
1: Sounds the plans so It's yeah. like, too bad My Indians couldn't Make it up They had a good Good fight But the Twins Were just too much Power for them late But you know Just much, much respect For fighting back Into the season After a very slow start yeah. But shout out To the Toronto Blue Jays Man they're trying To make a comeback Like they did 20, 20 I think 20 years it was 20 ago? years
0: ago I Exactly yeah back. Yeah well, you can see, again, how enthused we are about wrestling. We'd rather talk about sports right now, and then it's not going to get any better because playoff baseball is going to be out in a week, and that is my favorite time to watch baseball. So. Uh,
1: I will watch every pitch of a, of a baseball playoff game, yeah. every pitch.
0: Because yeah, it means so much. It's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and we want wrestling to mean a lot again. So someone make a splash. Someone impress us, please. Please, please, please. But until next time – oh, can I say one more thing before we go? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've been uh, out in the yard and doing my cardio, and I I listen to podcasts more than music when I work out or when I do yard workouts. So I'm about to go do as soon as I turn this off. So Steve Austin had um, Scott Hall on in a two parter. Mm-hmm. Must listen. It's as good as the Jake interview he just did recently. The Scott is I'm just it's a listening. great great two parter. And then um, Colt Cabana's, he had a couple good ones that he recorded with some of the guys on the Global Force tour in Iowa. I love the Jeff Jarrett interview he did. I love the Jim Duggan interview he did last week. And he has Taz on today on The Art of Wrestling. And then I heard that Jericho had a couple interesting people. It's escaping me who he had on, but there were some names that I I wanted to check out. But um, besides that, Bill Simmons' podcast came back today after being fired from ESPN. Nice. It's a good listen, nice. too. A lot of deflate gate talk. He has a mailbag he wants to do where people email him questions and he talks about it. And I email them asking him what he thinks the WrestleMania main event is going to be. So we'll see if he answers my question on the podcast. Nice, because
1: he's, he's a huge wrestling fan too.
0: Yeah, he is. He went to WrestleMania this year with his son um, and cousin Sal from Jimmy Kimmel. But um, no, dude, that two-parter with Scott Hall. I'm telling you, go out of your way to check it out. It's good listen.
1: Definitely will. I'm going to I'm do it tonight. Actually, I'm going to do it tonight. Good
0: man. Well, fans, I think we're going to wrap it up for the night. For uh, Mr. Silly Sellus. this is Aaron. We'll catch you guys next time on another rousing edition of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Take care, everybody. This has been a production of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at BGB Group. Or on Facebook. Facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.